Hey everybody, welcome to the KF Podcast Wrestling Week in Review uh, for today, May 1st. If you just stumbled across this here, check us out at kfpodcast.com or the KF Podcast on all your social media sites. Check out our Pop Culture Week in Review. Check us out on YouTube. We're all over the place. Um, still trying to bring you some, I want to say quality, but it's not really quality entertainment. It's just it's kind of entertainment. As we still talk about empty arena wrestling mm-hmm. and you know, necessity things. With me today, Brock and Ken. What? Hi. Hello. Three of us are going to break down the world of wrestling. So we're going to start right away here with um, some breaking news stories that came across. Uh, more releases today that were announced. We don't know if they actually happened today or if they happened and they just we didn't know about them to now. But um, Kane Velasquez is released. It's Which, official. Good. Who cares? Yeah. Saves him some money. Curtis Axel released. Oh, I didn't know that. And uh, Gerald Briscoe, I think, was furloughed, mm-hmm. meaning he could come back or could mm-hmm. or something. Uh, but Kane Velasquez is a good one. You didn't need him, especially not for that kind of cash. No. Especially not for like seven million or whatever he was listed at. That's just uncalled for. That's crazy. Because I, I don't know. I don't think AEW will sign him for that kind of money. No. Not right now. Not in this market. Yeah. But uh, Curtis, you know, has Curtis Axel ever known anything other than the WWE? Uh, I don't so. He was in Ohio Valley and stuff like that. But that was Yeah, but he never knew, like, the uh, indie scene or ROH or any yeah. of that stuff. Not as could a student be, today. Could be new for him. Could be something exciting for him. I think he could do well outside of the stupid gimmicks they kept saddling him with. Especially if you just wrestle as a Henning. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's what? Joe Henning is his name? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just wrestle as a Henning. You know, I mean, I think that's a draw no matter where you go. You're Mr. Perfect Son. You're Kurt Henning's son. Mm-hmm. Quit trying to be Curtis Axel and all those other stupid names that they... What was another name he had before? Mike McGillicuddy. There Mike it is. McGillicuddy. Oh, wow. Brock knows all that stuff. So <laughs> stupid. Um, The other news that I thought this was kind of interesting is... Dutch Mandel um, saying that a rumor of the WWE being bought by ESPN or Fox is true, and he could see this happening as early as June. Be the time to do it. Do you actually think Vince McMahon would sell the WWE? There would be some kind of clause where he'd still be in control, I bet. No, that would be the worst. Yeah. Because that's what that's why it's so bad right now. About all these releases, circling back to that, like they just bragged at a shareholders meeting that they had a f- surplus of five hundred million dollars laying around. Yep. Like I hope the WWE folds. The way they treat their people and everything, like it, it's 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 sickening to me. Ring of Honor pay they are paying their guys for every event that they were booked on. That was canceled. The full amount. Ring of Honor can't sell out a 100 seat arena. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then this. That's why I would I would like to see them bought out. I wish like Fox mm-hmm. or ESPN. I mean, you know, one of them would step in and do it, and then Vince take his money and go home and retire because yeah. that motherfucker is never going to retire. He will be 95 years old and still be like, you got to call Vince at home at the old people's house to get this storyline approved. He's never yeah. going to walk away from it until he dies. So if he were to take a settlement and leave, 
I'd be all right with it. I would too. Because I'm okay. so sick of them right now. To still keep the name and keep like the legacy and 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 the uh, you know the shows that they have, the stars, get somebody new to come in and run it. I mean, mm-hmm. whether that would be Triple H, I don't know. I don't know if they would get rid of all the McMahons, but like. You know, bring some old some old members of the boys in to run it, and and I mean, I think it would be great if they got bought out. I think it would be I great. I think so too, because you would get people that would be excited about it again. I think. Yeah, I think so too. I think people would be like, it still feels familiar to me because they have Monday Night Raw and SmackDown and all this stuff, but mm-hmm. it's not Vince. This is owned by I don't know whoever it is. And would it ever be Disney? Yeah, <laughs> we called this a, a couple years ago. I think that Disney was getting that was the last thing they had left to buy was Damn. WWE. If yeah. if it's an ESPN owning it, then it's Disney. So yeah, then you could see WWE things at their or theme Fox park. Owning and, it. Yeah. Wow. I think it would be good. I think you need to get rid of the cancer that is Vince McMahon. Look, I, I there's parts of me that like Vince for like things that he did do and the stuff he did for the business and the Mr. McMahon days and the Mm storylines, but he is so out of touch with reality right now and such an asshole, you know, I don't don't know why in the same week you fire 30 plus people from your active roster and who knows how many office employees Mm -hmm. brag about the surplus of money you have. Yeah. You know, that just shows what kind of human being he is. He's not. He's, I mean, you talked. We talked a week ago. I mean, watching Dark Side of the Ring and seeing all these asshole things that he did in the eighties mm-hmm. to, to people. It's un. It's unbelievable the shit that he covered up, the lies he told people. I mean, it's mm-hmm. unbelievable. Now I know Ken. You said a couple weeks ago that you're kind of like banning them right now. You're anti them. Are you still like that? Are you not watching NXT at all? I'm not watching NXT. I'm still recording it, and I am on a personal WWE freeze um, just because of, you know, that's what's going to hurt them. I, m- what I do as a consumer hurts them more is than me complaining on this podcast. So I yeah. just, uh, I don't, I haven't watched it. I actually stopped even watching the ups and downs from what culture. So like, well, I, I stopped would... watching ups and downs because I can't stand Simon Miller anymore. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, I don't, I don't know how you ups and down shows, but you just say the same fucking thing every single week. Well, that's never... the shows are the same every week. That's but true. I mean, he doesn't even. Well, when we get to the dynamite part, I'll mention a couple of things with him. But, but anyway, uh, are you banning things, Brock? Or are you still watching? I'm close. I mean, I just. I feel bad because I support the guys that are still on. I'm still fans yeah. of certain people, and I don't want to like. I don't know. I get what Ken's doing. I understand. I don't have a oh, yeah. problem with it. I don't think you're an idiot for it. I understand what you're doing. It is. It is. But I mean, my my I've always been a big number one supporter of them. And they're they're sway. It's swaying me with that. You know, like the way mm-hmm. I feel about them and the way I look at other companies. And I mean, because you know. Ring of Honor, I mean, they're struggling as it is, but they still made sure that they paid their guys. Yeah. Well, Vince this is a horrible human being. He just doesn't care about anybody. Mm-hmm. And it shows. I mean. Now, I don't watch ROH. What are they putting out weekly for their television? They still are taping. Yeah, they probably had enough I tape. watched last Saturday. It was still tapings. It was still old stuff that they were showing. Okay. You know them. They were usually like five or six weeks ahead with tapings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or more. 
know, or more. Impact, I think, is doing some like empty arena, empty That's... arena type stuff. I think okay. they're doing a little bit of that. You know, they're trying. Um. So, all right. Well, we'll see what happens there. Um. We'll go through a couple things. There is really absolutely nothing happening on Friday Night SmackDown. I mean, uh, there's. I mean, I, I, the most compelling thing to me on Friday Night SmackDown is the Otis and Mandy stuff. Like and they didn't do anything with it this week. Yeah, and they didn't even do anything with it last week. They showed a couple backstage stuff. I mean, mostly they just had like, uh, you know, women's stuff going on. They had a women's tag team match going on and different stuff like that. Qualifying for the uh, Money in the Bank. Um, I am interested in the Money in the Bank. Can you heard how the Money in Bank is set up this year? Did you? It, uh, okay, so I, I don't know. Is it on the roof of a building? It's going to start at the bottom at Titan Tower, like in the building. And they're going to fight all through the building, all the way up to the top of the building, and then go into a ring on top of the building and climb a ladder that's up there where the briefcase is. So part of me thinks that's real dumb. But then a small part of me says, if this is taped well, it could look, it could be cool. Mm-hmm. I think if it's taped well, it could look really cool. It could be really different. It could be, yeah, it's all on how it's taped. If it's taped like the Edge Orton match at Mania, it'll look stupid. If it's taped like the Undertaker match at Mania, it'll look cool. Mm-hmm. With music and like suspense and different things, it feels like a movie. Then it'll it'll feel like you know when Daredevil fought his whole way down through the building, and, and season one or whatever. It'll it'll feel it'll feel cool. And they're doing it with the women and the men. Okay. I kind of hope that they happen at the same time, and you'll you can see crossover happening. Like then you'll cut to the scene and there's a, the women are fighting on this side of the building, and then. That'd be great because then they have two rings with two separate belts. And then like Braun Strowman grabs the wrong belt by or wrong <laughs> case by accident or something. He's the Braun Strowman, he's the champ. He's fighting the Fiend. I think the uh, I think he's gonna lose that belt to the Fiend. That's going right back to him on on Sunday. I think that experiment is over. They got through WrestleMania. I think the Fiend gets that belt right back. Would be surprised. Would not be surprised. <clears throat> um, still pushing Tamina, still pushing Lacey Evans, which is you know the Tamina thing's odd. Not, I mean, uh, no other reason than she's they've never done anything with her before, so it's like and she lives in Florida, so it's oh well, there you go. Who on SmackDown counter the show and NXT are who lives in Florida? It's the Florida show. It's the all Florida show. Because that's why you haven't seen KO at all, or or Orton, or Edge, or any of these guys. They're not traveling. They're not around. It's just it's just a total Florida show, which is good for some of these guys that are getting a lot of play. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, I remember before No Way Jose got fired, he was the only one flying in still for these, and he lived in Seattle, and he's like the only guy still flying in for shows. And they got fired. And they fired him. So over on Raw, we had um. They opened that show with uh, the three bad guys, uh, Angel Guards, uh, and Andrade in theory, uh, Selena Vega's uh, trio of villains mm-hmm. fighting Black Mysterio and Apollo Crews. Um, not too bad. It was okay. Their spots and money in the bank were on the line. Yeah, their spots uh, were on the line. And uh, they retained. Uh, didn't someone's going to replace Apollo Cruz though? Cause he got hurt. I'm not sure if it's a work or not. Poor Apollo Cruz, even with a limited roster, he still can't get in the main, in the main event at a pay-per-view. I think that's a work. And I think he's going to show up in that money in the bank match somehow. 
Well, I think they had too many good guys in that match. Because mm-hmm. you had Daniel Bryan from SmackDown and then the three good guys from here. So they were like, oh, we need someone else in there. Who took his spot? They I think he's still going to be in it. You think he's still going to be in it? Yeah. Maybe they're going to try for the underdog thing with him. Yeah, it's good. He's in Florida. He's getting a push. That's how it works. Um, then we had Shayna Baszler, Asuka, and Nia Jax. I found this match completely stupid. I don't know what they were doing in this. It like wasn't even a match. They just like fought each other outside the ring, and then Nia Jax cleared house. Nia Jax, have you seen her lately, the amount of botching she's been doing? And yeah, how she good. almost killed Kyrie Zane the week before? She's never been good. I'm not sure if you saw the week before, Ken, but she threw Kyrie Zane into a belt, into the turnbuckle while you could clearly hear Kyrie Zane saying, I'm not ready, I'm not ready, and she just launched her into her and almost killed her. I'm not surprised. Then she took to Twitter and Instagram and started posting pictures of herself dancing like to some TikTok dance going, this is what I think about my haters, like telling everybody to like fuck off. And I mean, the comment section was great because people were like, we're not hating on you. You're sloppy and you're going to kill somebody. Like, uh, and your reaction here is completely immature. Yeah, I think she's a complete idiot. Well, she was, so she ruined Survivor Series a couple of years ago by punching Becky Lynch in the face for, for yeah. yeah, you know, and, then, and instead of coming out and saying, "I apologize to Kyrie Zane," I, you know, I, I talked to her afterwards. She's okay. It was my fault. She's on her going. You don't like me? Move on. I don't care. I don't need you. Like you look like a child. Yep. Overreacting, dancing like an idiot on some thing, and acting like a, a big immature baby. I can't stand Nia Jax. She is but such is, a... Is that her or is that the office telling her to do that? I think it's kind of her. I don't know. That's the vibe I've always got from her. You know, that she's mm-hmm. a little... I mean, that was not on. That was not a good move. That was a total botch. And, and like, I don't know. It was, it was scary. Scary for Kyrie Zane, for sure. Then you'll be happy we had to return to Jinder Mahal. I was happy for that. Don't hinder gender. Maybe he'll fight uh, Drew. That'd be a good match. There's a story already built in. I don't. I don't understand the uh, Gender Mahal hate. I like him. I don't mind Gender Mahal. I mean, I just didn't really like him as champion at that time. But I don't know. He's not bad. He's a big dude. Can talk. I just can't wait for Heath Slater to return and be all jacked like Gender <laughs> and uh and Drew and then uh go for the belt. He needs it. They need to bring back 3MB. Apparently, he has a pretty good interview on Lillian Garcia's podcast. I'm going to try and listen to it this week. Oh, really? Okay. Then my favorite Florida tag team was in action. Ricochet and Severo Cesar Alexander, uh, (laughs) who keep winning, you know, fighting all these NXT guys that live in Florida. Um so it'd be interesting to see what they do with them there. Uh, the Viking Raiders, they keep making them cut horrible promos. Just such goofy promos with, like, weird lights behind them. At least they weren't carport karaoke like they were the week before. That was terrible. Uh, I, I don't, I'm glad I'm not watching this stuff. They're turning a legitimate, like, powerhouse tag team into... You know, they did this to Ascension. They do this to everyone. They don't know how to keep a powerhouse tag team going. Yeah, eventually you just get goofy. Yeah. Yep. Everything gets goofy. Yeah. Because yeah. of the old man. After you're around for a while, you just get gimmicky and weird. 
but he won't hire actual comedy acts, but he expects all these other people to be funny. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. <sighs> then you have the contract signing between Drew and Seth. That match will be this week at uh, Money in the Bank. I heard the big, uh, you know, uh, controversy was he said shit on. Uh, he did. Roger, so. Watch out. Who said shit? Drew or uh, Drew? Drew. I just hope Drew, at some point in this title reign of his, gets to perform in front of at least two fans. <laughs> just someone to cheer for him. Poor Drew. Mm-hmm. I like him as champ. He just needs some people. Yeah. All right, so let's go to Wednesday night, big the big night, the biggest night in wrestling. Um, continuing with this cruiserweight championship, you had. Uh, King Cuerno, as I'll keep calling him, because I'm not calling him <laughs> El Hero de Fantasma, uh, versus Isaiah Scott. He lost. Uh, he didn't got he didn't got abducted. Uh, tried to get abducted again by those weird luchadors, but he beat him. He beat the guys away. Beat him off. That was what I was, about to <laughs> I was, I was waiting for. You to say, I yeah, I know you're waiting for it. Um, what do you think about King Cuerno in NXT? How do you think he's working? Uh, I, I'm not impressed yet. Not yet, huh? No. Are you impressed with the new look of Candice LeRae and her new evil side that she has going on? I like it. Yeah, it's not bad. I like her and Johnny being bad. Mm-hmm. What is it? Is the pint-sized poison pixie? Is that what it, she's called yeah, now? Yeah, she has all these like, names. <laughs> is um, this more Ronaldo giving her these names, or are they actually this is what they're using? No, they were saying things like that. It was on the screen. and There's a shirt. The yeah. shirt. Do you think they're going to interact with Cross and uh, Bordeaux next week, or you think they'll be they'll come uh, back with someone else? I don't think they're going to be involved in that yet, because that would be two different heel duos against each other. Yeah, that's next week you get the debut of Cross and Scarlet Bordeaux. Mm-hmm. They showed her face finally. Yeah. Looking forward to them. Looking forward to see how they uh, what they do with them. It's a dark gimmick for them to really pull off. Now I think we'll see how how it goes. Yeah, very end of the world and feeling uh-huh. and all that. Um, the Matt Riddle talk show thing was was so dumb. It was I had stupid. A hard, I had a hard time getting through that. Imperium showed up and beat him up. I was kind of glad. Yeah. Uh, when are we gonna be done with wrestlers having a talk show? Like never, Ken. Never. <laughs> never gonna be done. It was a game show, Ken. Oh, it was, it was a game, game show. show. Oh, it, was a game. Yeah, it, was, it was like the newlywed game, but it was a newly bro game. Uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> it was bad. Um, then you had Charlotte Flair versus Mia Yim. I thought Mia Yim did pretty good hanging with her. Wasn't bad. Mia Yim's good. She can hang with a lot of people. Then uh, Io Shirai came down and screamed a bunch of stuff. I didn't know what the hell she was saying, but they're she's fighting next week now. They're gonna fight. She's gonna fight her for the championship next week. That'll be good. Who won the 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 number one contender spot in that ladder match? Io Shirai. Oh, okay, so that's why they're okay. Yeah, she's cashing in next week. 
Um, then my new favorite wrestler, Dexter Loomis, was on again. I love Dexter Loomis. Old wide eyes Dexter Loomis. Oh, he was great. Did you last weekend he came down and was a surprise partner for Vel- Velveteen Dream and like tagged with him and just destroyed the undisputed air and I thought it was great. He was he's so entertaining. I hope they push him not just because he lives two blocks from the performance center, but I hope he I hope that when things are over and things go back to normal that they still push him because I think he's great. Yeah. I like the gimmick. I like the moves. It's nice to see something new. He's a big dude, too, and he is strong. The way he throws bigger dudes around in the ring, he's a tough dude. We've always liked him, in, like even when he was in TNA yeah. or Impact. He had that crazy gimmick. Sam Jaw. Yeah, killed Mickey a, James. Killed mm-hmm. him. Remember him and him and Santana Garrett making out on top of a uh, uh, well, he's he's Gunner, Jackson, Gunner, or, yeah. Jackson Riker. Now he's Gunner. They were just making out on top of him. It was so strange. I remember when he uh, cut Christy Hemi's hair and shoved it down his pants. <laughs> oh, that was another one. They never showed that again. No, that was that was frowned upon. Um, so then next you had Drake Maverick who picked up a win over Tony Nese. I have no idea what they're doing with Drake Maverick. No idea. We fired you, but guess what? Keep coming back and wrestling. I think that they like re I think that they, I think they fired him and I think they're changing their mind now. Mm -hmm. And now I think they're using it as a work. He may have saved his job with his promo. Maybe. Yeah, because they're like, he won. Now he's like, I'm not done with you. I'm going to fight Kushida next week. I'm going to beat him. I'm going to rise against the odds. And I'm like, I don't know. We will see. He's hanging in there. Vincent, screw him. (laughs) You know he's going to. Montreal Screwjob Part 2. Yeah, but actually, the Florida Screwjob. (laughs) Florida Screwjob. And then finally, you had Keith Lee versus Damian Priest, which I thought was really well done. I think those guys are really good. This would have been great in front of an NXT crowd. Mm-hmm. You know, they did a really good job. Damian Priest is really good. Yep. Big guy that can move like he does. They did a lot of big power moves back and forth to each other. Those guys are really talented. But again, without the crowd, it's, it's you know, it's hard. Yeah, I'm, I'm really over empty arena wrestling. That's all you got. It's tough to watch. It is. And now, um, moving into AEW, they announced next week they're back to live shows, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is interesting, just because I, I there's West Coast talent coming in now, so I don't know if maybe they're going to do a West Coast live show. Or, yeah, because they have, like, some. they have a lot of guys returning next week. Like SCU, like Jericho and yeah. Hardy and Omega and yeah. I would I wouldn't be surprised if it's somewhere in Nevada because I think they've fully opened up. I think so too. Maybe. Um. How good has Jericho been on AEW commentating though? And do you uh, know that he recorded all those all at once? He did seven hours of recording in a row. You could tell this week that he was his voice was starting to go. All impromptu, all with no planning, just sat there and watched it and talked. It's absolutely brilliant. It's it shows how good him and Tony Schiavone are. What's he called, Tony Schiavone? Skiavone. 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 That's how he's because if you look at it phonetically, that's how it looks like it should be. Oh, he's great. So yeah, AW last night, um, they won. 
the ratings war with 693 to 637. So again, really low ratings for these shows. I don't know who's watching them, but it's it's. I I said this last week to Brock, and I think these numbers that you see here, 693 and 637, these are the actual hardcore fans. Yes. Mm-hmm. The when when AEW gets a 900 number, that's all the other fans that are like. Oh, I want to see this guy and that guy and show up for these shows. And they're like, <coughs> sorry, they're like empty arena. I'm not watching that. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. All enhancement matches. And, and but also, too, I feel like this is probably something that the AEW needed more than WWE, because this will let you get murder Hawk Jones, whatever his name is over. This will <laughs> let you get, you know, like. I like that it's getting Britt Baker over. It's getting, you know, it, it's yeah. Wardlow needs Wardlow needs these matches. It's yeah, Wardlow. The whole card is that though. It gets no, really. I get old. that. I, I had a problem with this card because there were so many squash matches on it. So it's been that way for weeks. Yeah. The beginning of was competitive matches. The beginning was Darby versus Cody in the tournament. We all knew Cody was going to win, but they had a really good match together. Mm-hmm. That finish was terrible though. The finish, I really didn't understand what I saw. Well, it wasn't executed as well, and then they went right to, like, there was no suspense to it. I feel like they needed to, like, like draw that out more, and they're just like, oh, he won. I'm like, well, you don't know that. Like, let's let the, at least the referee that Arthur yeah. Edwards tell you what's going to happen. But, like, I was confused because I was like, oh, he actually hit the coffin drop. He may win. And then I was like. What, why is he pinning him like that? Like, why did he roll over? Like, and because mm-hmm. Cody didn't have any of his hands on him, he just kind of like rolled. And they both rolled. No one was holding mm-hmm. anybody. It was, it was very, it was very odd. You would think with editing, they would have maybe edited that out, but. Mm-hmm. But we all knew Cody was going to win. I mean, yeah. As soon as they announced the participants, we knew what the final was going to be. Yeah. As soon as the bracket, and we saw the bracket. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, you're on opposite sides. Yeah, then they're totally going to press The it. only good thing I, I think coming out of this is um, Darby still looks relatively strong against him. So I, I hope to see down the road when there's like a crowd around. Like, let's say Cody wins this belt. I would like to see six months from now in front of a live crowd, Darby wins his first title in front of a live crowd and finally gets over that hump that is Cody Rhodes for him. Mm-hmm. You know, he, hasn't, he hasn't been able to fully hit that coffin drop on him and fully beat him. So I'm kind of glad he's not winning that first one in front of an, in an empty arena. You know, him winning it in front of a bigger in front of a crowd will be a, will be amazing because they'll go nuts for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. I got these these notes I took down on here from um, Bleacher Report. I usually just copy the title and post all the matches in here. And they actually had it written in here as Jobber number 77635 versus Wardlow. <laughs> <laughs> is how they have the numbers in here. So Wardlow His, came out next. He actually fought some guy named, was it Muse or Moss or Masa or? Musa, yeah. I think. Musa, Musa. Did you so. see how hard he need that dude in the head? Yes. And they like and wouldn't it, show it on a replay. They should not show it on the replay. You think, that was a, you think that was a mistake? <laughs> yeah, probably. The way his head flew back, like it was not good. I thought he killed them. Like, and that move looks impressive that he's doing as a finisher. It he he can't keep it. He can't do it. That guy Musa was not that much. 
is is a pretty small dude compared to him, and he barely it didn't look impressive. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you got to stop it. Like, it's, and he gets gas so quickly. Like he can do other yeah. things. That I saw a lot of people talking about like, wow, I haven't seen strength like Wardlow since Brock Lesnar. I'm like, I don't think he's as strong. Yeah. As as Brock Lesnar was, you know, like I I don't know. He does look a little gas to me. He does look a little like hard time pulling off some of these moves on him. You're right. He needs something that looks a little. Yeah. You'll be able to hit against everybody. I have the same problem with uh, what's his name's finisher, Murderhawk Jones. Yeah, is... me too, because he can't hit it on big people. Yeah. It looks great on Marco Stunt. It doesn't look good <laughs> when you're trying to fight Dustin yeah. Rhodes and you can't even do it, so they don't even bother doing it. You know. That's a yeah. move that you perform on your uh, your WWF wrestling buddy stu- stuffed pillow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> it looked amazing when he did it to Marco and these other guys. It's like, yeah. oh, wow, look at that. That's so devastating. Like, yeah, you, it looked bad when he tried to do it against Cold Cabana. Yeah, and it's, there's a reason why you didn't put do it to Dustin. You're not going to do it to these these yeah. bigger guys. Like, so the next match was the best friends versus. Uh, they have a new name, Kip Saban and Jimmy Havoc. What was it again? It was something like. Oh, I, I didn't catch it. I didn't uh, either. It was something they released. I saw about their name, but it was pretty goofy. But uh, this match was okay. This was fun. Yeah, I liked it. I mean, I I think that. Uh, the cares, you know, the best friends are pretty charismatic, so they can make a segment be pretty good even without a crowd. Yeah, and and I tell you what, they've been working their ass off these past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Chucky e. T and 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 Trent and and Orange have been on every show, wrestling and all these different things. They've really been doing a lot of work, carrying a good portion of the show with a lot of their their yeah. promos and their stuff. So you know. Good for them. They are good. They are fun. They are entertaining. And they look tough in this match. They look like they could take a beating. Mm-hmm. You know, they were putting a beating down on them. So, yeah, I think they thought they'd come off pretty strong looking. What kills me is, like, you see them on this show, then you remember them on ROH, and I don't think they ever won a match when they were wrestling yeah. for ROH. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next, we had Sean Spears. Again, they labeled it here as jobber number 86293. <laughs> um yeah, just another squash match. But I I've been enjoying Sean Spears lately. I think I like when he comes out and he flips off um, Billy Gunn, a uh, uh, Billy Gunn, and kind of acts like an asshole. I like the persona that he has going. I'd like to see him wrestle somebody other than another jobber. But I guess at this time they really didn't have anyone for him to wrestle. But just trying to get him some TV time. But I like his character development. I like the way he's coming along. Yeah, I think he's a guy that's really benefiting from the enhancement match stuff because he's getting. And I think he's benefiting also from not having Tully there. Like I feel yeah. like he's kind of getting yeah. into his own. He doesn't need Tully around to. And you, you know, well, I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago, Ken. You know what's funny is someone said something about. Um, I was watching like it was maybe it was an ups and downs or whatever, and they said, you know. Um, something about a song. And I was like, oh, you know, I can't ever hear that song. I went and listened to the song on YouTube. When you mm-hmm. listen to the words, you're like, man, this isn't like a really like not bad song. Like it makes a lot of sense. The words in the song about talking about perfection and like changing your thing. You can never make that out on an AEW show. Cause you can't hear <laughs> the song uh-huh. at all. But like when you listen to the song on YouTube, I'm like, this is an all right song. Like this is a good theme song. Why did I not know this after seven months? Because you can't fucking hear it on any DNT show. It's, it's just like really low and like you just don't know. It just sounds like mumbling, you know. But yeah. It's, it's bad. 
yeah, it's bad. But uh, yeah, you know, hopefully they move on to some stuff for him. Let him get over that whole Cody Rhodes hump too, because he's another one who can't beat Cody Rhodes. Yeah, I can see him feuding with that belt first. Yeah, you know, and 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 doing more with it. So then we had Brody Lee versus another jobber, aka Marco Stunt, and he absolutely yeah. shit out of Marco Stunt. Um, I don't know. I mean, again, it's I don't think they have anyone for Brody Lee to wrestle. Mm-hmm. So you know, what do you do? You know, and you get like. Uh, and Marco Stunt's starting to be the Brooklyn Brawler of AEW. Like, he's kind mm-hmm. of... You know, he just gets destroyed. You know, yeah. And not only does he get, like, beat up, but he gets, like, destroyed. Like, uh-huh. the, you would think, like, how's he alive after that? Yeah. You know, like, the way they fling him around the ring and throw him so high. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I don't really see the point of Marco Stunt. Is he ever going to win a title? Like, do you ever um, see him, like, surprising someone? Do, do you do that with him? Or is his credibility is just, he just gets destroyed. Like, I think now that you have a mid-card belt, he could totally win that belt. Like, why? Like, there's nothing. I'm fine with him winning a, 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 an undercard championship and being, like, you know, the under, you know, the underdog story for a little bit. I'm fine with I that. I guess I would have to see him. Do, I have, I don't think I've ever seen him do anything else but like run and give like some kind of double drop kick and then like sneak out of a move and like kick you in your knee. Like, I don't know. I need to see him maybe wrestle someone else smaller to see what kind of moves he actually has. I, I don't really know much about his move set, you know, like what yeah. he's capable of. Yeah. I, I like him versus jungle boy could probably be good because of how quick and everything it would be. It'd be mm. interesting. Like him versus Darby, maybe even yeah. Darby. Yeah. So it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting to see what they do with Mr. Brody Lee too. Once they have, you know, shows open up that they can do more with different talents. Interesting who his first real feud's going to be. Cause obviously like Christopher Daniels hasn't been able to fly out. So they couldn't do any more with him. Maybe they'll go back to that. I don't know. Probably. And then yeah. the last bit we had Lance Archer versus Dustin Rhodes. I was like, if Dustin Rhodes wins, I'm going to, like, go crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> even though the Lance Archer stuff was pretty, like... Predictable. Predictable, mm-hmm. but yeah, I didn't want to see brother versus brother again for that title, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an okay match. I'm, I'm, you know, it's Dust, Dustin Rhodes match. I liked that everything he went for of his usual Rhodes stuff kept getting blocked. Yeah, it wasn't a bad story. I wasn't overly impressed with it but it wasn't horrible i don't know it was just there so who was, do you like with uh archer versus reverse uh cody i think cody's gonna win it <clears throat> it's yeah. tough for me not to think that like it's tough to be like oh yeah well like archer come in it came in like uh, like i don't know came in is a big deal do you already have him lose though yeah that's what I mean. mm-hmm because they made a big deal, you know, with him and the rival of him. Put him with Jake the Snake. A lot of stories and big nets and all these things about him just to lose to Cody, you know. I can yeah. see Cody putting him over, too. Like, I'm not surprised either way. Like, it's... Yeah, it should be good. Mm-hmm. It's nice when something isn't predictable. Yeah, seriously. All right. So, yeah, all in all... um, 
So my complaint I was going to say about Simon Miller was I watched him. I haven't watched him do ups and downs in a while, and I watched him do this one. And okay. every time he came to like a, one of the squash matches, like the Sean Spears and the Brody Lee one, he just mentioned them, didn't even up or down them, and then just went on. Mm-hmm. Like I think just so he didn't have to give them a down. He was like, then he wrestled, then he wrestled. Anyway, then uh, Britt Baker cut it back. I think it's getting it up. I'm like, you're allowed to give AEW a down, Simon Miller. Like, if these were WWE squash matches that you didn't care about or invest in, you would have gave them downs. Mm-hmm. Like, not saying well, like trying to get a job with WWE. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. So yeah, he just kind of just so skated right over them. I'm like, what about those two matches? What were your you you got to rate them? Isn't that your whole thing you do? But he just skipped it. So like he didn't have. I mean, every week you watch him, it's no down, one down, and then everything's up. So I'm like, you're you're just trying to get a job with these guys, dude. Like you're not even being like a sports reviewer or a critic anymore you're just a guy that's sitting there trying to suck ass with them so that they'll hire you mm-hmm. yeah i mean that's what's most of the internet unfortunately that's, that's all i, I care mean like about. when you watch him do like a smackdown or raw he actually like gives opinion on this was okay this wasn't good i like where they're going with this you know you'll get it like a an even up and downs you watch him do that it's just everything was great hire me yeah i'm gonna be a tag team with uh what's his face yeah if they drop that storyline for now yeah now he just gives billy gun the finger which is funny <laughs> uh so then finally we had a new episode of dark side of the ring the best wrestling show of the week and brock what was your thoughts on it tell us about it tell us what it was about it was the slap heard around the world where dr d david schultz slapped john stossel across the face during a 2020 expose of the wrestling business. And it was magical. Pistasso <laughs> um, went on a whole thing about how wrestling was fake. And at that time, a lot of people, I think at that time, what they say when they interviewed people that like 80% of the people thought it was real or something mm-hmm. like that? It was 30%, I think. It was like, you know, a lot of people thought it was real. And then uh, that other wrestler that was like a total asshole. Oh, I can't think of his name. He did a, like a whole expose with 2020, showing them how they cut, showing them how they bleed. He completely like broke Kfa laws and all that. And he, they show him what an asshole he came across in that episode. He uh-huh. was like, well, they didn't care about me, so I, I didn't care about them. And then yes, yeah, Stossel approaches. Um, and again, to show you what an asshole Vince McMahon is, Vince McMahon told Doctor D like, go out there and stay in character, and like scare him and be like an asshole towards him so like Stossel calls a fake so he just smacks him across the head drops him to drops him to the ground and then he gets up and he slapped him again and then Stossel said his ears were ringing and his ears were hurting he's like I never even smacked him in the ear I felt bad for Dr. D after all he did he got the screw job on that again McMahon firing him and just oh it was bad uh, John Stossel's an asshole. Mm-hmm. Even to this day, he like couldn't get over it. I mean, and was saying like, um, you know, these fakers that go out and do this fake stuff. It's not even real. I don't know why they call it sports. He's still complaining about it. And then at the end of the episode, like Doctor D was like, yeah, you know, I wish him well, whatever, you know, no big deal, you know, whatever. And then they're like, what do you want to say to uh, him, John? He's like, hey, uh, David Schultz, fuck you. 
That's like what George Stossel said? Yeah, like yeah. you're still mad at it? Of Like, 35 years later, you still are pissed off about it? Like, come on, man. Yeah, because uh, Dr. D wanted to get together with him to, like, tell his side of the story and, like, bury the hatchet kind of thing, and then John Stossel wants nothing to do with it. What a turd. Yeah, he is a turd. He's a guy that's irrelevant now, so he's trying to... He was the number one trend on Twitter on uh, Tuesday night, though. Yeah, everybody was looking him up. Wow. I love the... Uh, so after after wrestling, Ken, Dr. D became a bounty hunter. I saw pictures of that stuff, yeah. <laughs> he was like the original dog to bounty hunter. <laughs> he had like a reality show in Japan, I think, that they made. They followed him around with cameras and stuff. Yeah. Oh, wow. Arresting people, shooting at people, getting shot at. Attacking guys, beating people up on camera, and he'd be like, "Hey, this is Doctor D, David Schultz, about to go into this bar," and then like go in this bar and like get in a fight with some guy. I was like, "This is way before, uh, you know, Dog was doing it." Yeah, like, was like early '80s. Yeah. He, the best was he grabbed that guy, was pulling around. He's like, "Aren't you the guy who beat up Gerardo Rivera?" He's like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> He rescued those two girls that were kidnapped as as little girls, and and then they were found as adults in Puerto Rico. He was the one who yeah who brought that guy in. I didn't realize that was him. Beat up that dude, rescued those girls. Apparently, he's still in touch with them to this day. That family. And now he's like a truck driver. <laughs> he's still working like shitty jobs and stuff. I felt really bad for him. He seemed well, like a, an okay guy. Just a little crazy. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it might beat you up if you say the wrong thing to him. <laughs> if he now, was do you rem- remember him at all as a wrestler in the 80s? I don't remember him. No, because that whole thing with uh, John Stossel happened in, like, 1982 or 83, so I was a baby when that happened. Yeah, I was eight. Yeah, that clip made its rounds. Yeah, that's all I remember, and... uh if he was smart, he should open up a pro wrestling tea store before this this aired. He would have made a ton of money that first week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't know he was such good friends with Hulk Hogan up until like he got fired and all that. Mm-hmm. He, he like brought him and Hogan wrestled in that one area together. Then they both went to WWE together and. Yeah. And now he's like, now he doesn't even talk to me. He's like, well, they he's were, a they were setting him up to be the the villain that Hogan faced, and that that was originally going to be the WrestleMania one main event, apparently. Hogan versus until that whole, that whole thing went down. And apparently, and he, he got in a fight with Mister T. <laughs> yeah, because he was jealous. Apparently, I mean, I don't believe that that fight actually happened. Yeah, because Hogan said that it happened, but then like Doctor D said, it didn't happen. But, uh, yeah, then they showed the clip. Did you ever see? This is the first time I'd seen it. I only had heard about it where uh, Hulk Hogan choked out Richard Belzer on his show. I yeah. just saw that recently because of all this other stuff. So mm-hmm. That was crazy. That was the week of WrestleMania. Jim Cornette said Hulk Hogan could have shot <laughs> Richard Belzer in the head and Vince McMahon wouldn't have fired him the week of WrestleMania. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. They showed him like pass out. He's like, "Oh, sorry, you know, Richard, are you okay?" And then Jim Cornette's like, "Yeah, it doesn't matter what happened. He could have shot him point blank in the head on his talk show, and Vince would have still put him in WrestleMania." He's like, "That was his golden boy." Mm-hmm. He like gets him around the head. And he's like, "Look at this!" And Richard Belzer just goes right out, just like a dead weight, and he <laughs> smashes the back of his head so hard, 
so hard. I know. He cracked his head open. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. Whenever they show the, the scene with the slap, Di watches Dark Side of the Ring with me. She loves it. Mm. When she slapped John Stossel, she popped and was like laughing so hard she was snorting. Oh, <laughs> it is funny. Like, he he hits him so hard. <laughs> I liked his line too. He's like, he should have just stayed down. He's like, I was always taught if you get into a fight and the guy starts getting up, he's like, you got to put him back down because you don't know what they're going to do. <laughs> How about that promo that they shot at his house where he's shooting the guns and smacking the kid around and stuff? <laughs> He got arrested the next day. Oh, uh, yeah, that was great. He was beat. It was like yelling at his wife. and It was like this fake WWF promo where they show you Dr. D at home, and he's like has all these guns, and he's shooting them in his yard, and he's showing everybody these guns. And then he's like eating dinner, and he's yelling at his wife. He's like, shut up, bitch. Go make me dinner. Then his kid says something, and he's like, you shut up, too, for I smacked the shit out of you, and his kids are afraid of him. The cops thought it was real, so they showed up at his house. And he was like, this isn't even my house. He's like, those aren't even my guns. He's like, that, he's like, I'm not married. That's not my family. He's like, Vince made me do this promo. Fantastic. And then how about when he went to Japan and they were making him like fake knockout reporters and stuff? It was great. He's like, I don't want to do this. I think this is a bad idea. But then he's like, next thing you know, I'm knocking out fake Japanese reporters. Uh, oh, I like Doctor G. I like him even more after this little thing. Like. His face during that John Stossel interview, you knew he was going to snap. Oh, he was he just... dead. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'm working because I'm a man. That's what I do. He's like, kind of dumb question is that? He's like yelling at him everything he said. He's like, I have one question to ask you. Well, go ahead and ask it already. <laughs> John Stossel admitted he almost didn't ask him because he was so afraid of him. Yeah. He's like, I could tell things weren't going well in the interview. <laughs> That he was not happy. He's like, and I did not want to ask this question. The worst is that asshole who like broke kayfabe and told John Stossel all about all that. He was such a dick even till nowadays with his long goofy hair and a ponytail. When <laughs> everyone's mad at me, and you know, and they're pissed at me, and then they do this. Well, he's the one that gave up all the secrets to it. <clears throat> Apparently, he threatened the producers of the show. A week before it aired, he's like, I, I have friends up here in New York, and uh, they don't want me, uh, they don't want this, this show to make me look bad or something like that. They're on uh, on Jim Ross's podcast on Wednesdays. Conrad Thompson just interviews them about the production of the episode and stuff and mm -hmm. some stories about meeting the different people, and they were telling that story about how he basically threatened their lives if when this aired and all this stuff. I'm like, we're still going to show it. <laughs> like, who is this guy? He doesn't have any connections. Like, yeah, no, he's no such one a likes him. guy. What an asshole. I can't even think of his name. But uh, terrible. Next week is uh, what the Road Warriors? Uh, UWF. Oh, so you have UWF, then the Road Warriors, and then Owen Hart. UWF could be interesting. Which one's the UWF? Who? That was the one. Oh, I can't remember the guy's name, but it was a promoter that went to like this trade show to try and get the the TV show booked on the different networks and stuff, and he was bragging about Blackjack Mulligan being on his roster, who was incarcerated at the time, and Bruiser Brody, who was dead. <laughs> oh, my God. The name of the show, the name of the episode is, is called um, Cocaine and a Cowboy in Cowboy Boots, the Herb Abrams story. There it is, Herb Abrams. 
Wow. Cocaine and cowboy boots. <laughs> then you have the last ride of the Road Warriors, and then the final days of Owen Hart. That's going to be amazing, the final days of Owen Hart. That episode will be great. Oh, um, yeah. Well, it's just going to be how much of a dick is, is – uh, is Vince. Vince McMahon, Vince Russo, and all those people that work up in, you know, for WWE. Yeah, because yeah, they oh, have dude. a drive on it and everything. Yeah. These shows do not make Vince look any better. These are bad. These are all coming out of bad time, too. Oh, he's firing people and doing all this <laughs> yep. terrible shit. Now, then they're showing him in the past covering up murders and making people do bad shit. <coughs> they need to do an episode about Mr. Fuji. Because there's always been those stories that he was like a crime scene cleaner almost for them, a fixer. Oh, yeah. Like when, when people would do stuff, he would make he'd make things go away. Interesting. Yeah, they were talking about that on Jericho's show that day. All the one, all the different ones they want to do. There's a lot they could still do. So hopefully they come back for a third season. The sad thing is, is all these guys who are involved in this stuff are dying off. Yeah. 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 Dr. D was the first one to approach them to do an episode, though, I guess. Oh, really? Like, he came to them. Like, uh, Bruiser Brody's wife contacted the, the guys who did the show on behalf of Dr. D because they were good friends. Like, hey, he wants to tell his story. And they're like, well, what really is there to tell? And then they, they got hooked up with him. Like, this is great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep, it was good. Good stuff. So it'll be exciting to see finish the season strong with some other good stuff. Yeah, I like this episode because it wasn't... I mean, yeah, Dr. T got screwed, but as far as, like, the story and stuff, it was actually kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. It wasn't, like, serious death stuff. It was just funny. <laughs> and they needed some of that because the the beginning was... The series was pretty heavy was, with all the Benoit stuff. Yeah, it was pretty mm-hmm. dark. And then a lot of other deaths. Yeah. Wrestlers getting, get, wrestlers getting killed by mafia and everything else. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Well, there you go. That is our week in review of wrestling. Still a lot of wrestling things going on. Who knows what next week will look like? It's always changing. Mm-hmm. But um, we will be here to talk about it. So, Ken, take us out. All right, everyone. Please like, share, subscribe, invite, tell your friends, and have a good night. Later. Later.